You can't run. You can't hide. And you know the fucking car won't start, because... Duh! There is no escape from horrible horror. Movies so bad, they're scary. Survive the next hour with Marshall Hampton and Aaron Southworth, if you dare. Hello, Moongoons! Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, my best friend, my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. I don't know what kind of intro that was, but uh, I, I kind of liked it. It was like a combination <laughs> of like The Rock and like yodeling. Or not, yeah. not really yodeling, but just like... Uh, you know, like Southern singing, like "Hello, darling." Yeah, I, know, like I was just going with but, something and just kind of went with it. I have no idea what it was. I kind of liked it. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, <laughs> we're back from about a week hiatus. We just had some uh, crappy, icy storm weathers here in the area. Yeah, and- St. Louis had a. <laughs> apparently, it was advertised as Armageddon. Yeah, but we just <laughs> we uh, so everyone hunkered down like a dirty dog and uh, didn't do anything for the whole weekend. Uh, but Friday was bad. The rest of the week, not so bad. But everyone was so prepared to stay Every, in. Like everyone just said, "Fuck it, we're staying in. Doesn't yeah. matter." And then I got hit with like this super bug and was sick for like a week and a half, two weeks straight. Yeah, he's uh, been sick. I've been. Yeah, bored. <laughs> so we're back. We finally back with uh, this movie called Spirit Camp. Um, this movie was released in 2009. Uh, it was written and directed by Carrie Bear. I think it's pronounced as B-E-Y-E-R, Bear. Yeah, Bear. And uh, apparently he did a lot of shit on this movie. A ton of shit. We're actually yeah. going to talk about that. Um, Pretty much safe, self-made, essentially. Yes, yeah. yes definitely. Uh, I like he, those kind of guys. Those guys that kind of just... Jack of all trades, you know, do it all yeah, themselves. Just, uh, you know, they want to get shit done. Push so up the sleeves, it. get the elbow grease going. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie is actually, you can get it on Amazon for free if you have a Prime membership right yep. now, which is, was great. I uh, love the Amazon Prime stuff. Um, the cast of the movie is really, it's super low budget. Uh, really nobody you're going to really hear much or know much about unless you maybe caught, caught him in some other independent stuff. But let's first start off with Mr. Harry Bayer himself. He plays Bobby in the movie. He's, he, like I said, he's a jack of all trades. He has 19 credits as an actor, seven as a producer, seven as an editor, six as a director, six as a writer, six as a cinematographer, and then three as a camera and electrical department, along with four as a composer. So he's doing music, composing oh, wow. music too. Two for visual effects, two for makeup department, and one each for soundtrack, art department, and the sound department. And on the side, he's also a professional photographer on the side, doing like head portraits, headshots, and all sorts of artsy stuff. This man is busy. Yes. He is a busy body. That sounds like someone who's got his plate full. Yeah. How he has time for any of this, who knows. Uh, then, moving on to the rest of the cast, we have... Meth. <laughs> <laughs> Lots He's of just got some great amphetamines or something. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have... Uh, she goes by one name. Julin. J-U-L-I-N. Julin. 
kind of like Madonna or something, but she plays Rachel. It's a bold move. It is a bold <laughs> move. Um, she's she's got twenty five credits, uh, including some other indie horror movies. So she's out there, but nothing big. She's young. She's gonna be doing a lot of work. At least she yeah. was young in two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. This is eight years ago. Yeah. Fuck. Not that young anymore. It does not sound like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, 2009. I know. Just... I do the same thing. It's like, oh, it's, well, that's just like two, three years ago. Nope. nope. <laughs> Almost a decade ago. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. But it's so funny because, you know, you look at their phones in the movie and they're like, oh, yeah, they didn't have. <laughs> that's just so, just eight years ago. It's yep. crazy. Um, uh, Lindsay is played by uh, Miss Amy Morris. She's got 14 credits. Now, she did. She was in Big Mama's House, too. She was a hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> she was a big one. She was hot, big mama's house too. Uh, she's also in horror, the indie horror movies, Hollows End and Mr. Hell. Uh, a few other people to mention are Katie Rowe, who plays Amber. This is her film debut, her first film. Uh, but she, and she also did a subway commercial and she wanted to do 13 other credits sizes. Hey, eat fresh, eat fresh. Right. Um, now the, let's see the last three people worth mentioning at all. We have uh, Roxy Van Diver, who plays Nikki. Uh, she's kind of like, she's a weird one. She's kind of like, I don't know. She without, she doesn't have the tattoos. Of, well, she does have tattoos. I, I know, right? But she kind of reminds me of like someone who would have been like one of those suicide girls. You remember those years ago? That was like a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> I am familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. kind of reminds me of like somebody like she would be in that group. In and who did she play? She played Nikki. Um, she has 15 credits. She was and awesome. who is Nikki? I'm sorry. She's the gothy girl with all the piercings. Okay. And, and Marshall and I talked about this a little bit before, but this movie, it's really hard to keep up with the girls' names. Uh, they don't mention their names a lot in the movie, so I no. had it as gothy Rachel, because they say her name the most, yeah. and then it's big tit, skinny girl, fat girl. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of how it goes. That's fine. Like, right, well, it's not, that's kind of funny, because I remember, I'll get back to this in a minute, but last time we did a... a Cheerleader movie, we did a cheerleader camp to the death, and all I could do was their colors. It, yeah, the, the color of their t shirt. We had blue, had, yellow, green. It was yeah, like, they that all was had, it. That's how we identified them. Just say their names a little bit, guys. Come on. <laughs> so, anyway, Roxy Van Diver, she was in Die Die Delta Pi, which is also on my list of movies to do for the show eventually. Right on. Uh, along with the Pix X Murders Part 3, the final chapter, which I've added, which also has Carrie Bear in it, uh, and I've added that to my list as oh, well because right that on. just sounds too good to pass up um and then we have denise williamson who plays monica um she's got 22 credits she was also with julin in two other films with her as well cherry bomb and cool killer school girls from outer space which is i gotta watch that at some point sure yeah. uh she also did several episodes of friday night lights and i think her biggest break came when she was cast as barbara in the arnold schwarzenegger movie uh maggie that weird kind of Zombie. That's where oh. I recognize that chick from. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, I saw Maggie. Yeah, I saw Maggie too. Uh, but she was in that movie. Uh, and the last person worth major just for horror fans is uh, Brandon Smith, who plays Sheriff Todd. He's got 71 credits, a big character actor. Uh, but he was in Jeepers Creepers, where he played uh, Sergeant Tubbs in that movie. So another, he's for horror, horror. Connect, yeah. for horror Connection, that's, that's really all you got for this week. Uh, now, going into the movie itself... Um, we open uh, at Camp Loomis Lake. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Loomis Lake. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, where a summer cheerleading camp is being held, and the cheer team is practicing their routine. Uh, cheer teams, yeah, practicing routine out in the woods, all dressed up in uniforms. 
And now I think I've commented this before in some other movies, but I just I would never understand the logic behind why these kids are in their school uni- their, their cheerleading uniforms at a summer camp. Because uh, one, those uniforms are pr- pretty much property of the school, which means the kid you have to return those at the end of the school year or the end of the sports season, whichever one you know comes first. Uh, cheerleading is, can be year round, so I'm at the end of the year you turn your, uni- uh, your uniforms. Uh, also, they're in the fucking woods at a camp. <laughs> they should be just like in their personal like workout or practice attire, like something that's loose fitting and like not wool or you know whatever that shit is. Wool. I don't know what the chili material. <laughs> yeah, have is. you ever worn a uniform of any kind? <laughs> I don't know what chili <laughs> uniforms. Like, no. <laughs> they're. I mean, hey, baseball uniforms are like polyester. They were yeah. so fucking like itchy, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, okay, you're, maybe but you kind of got wool. to it. But yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's kind of like a. Put, Oh, they have like cotton poly blends. It's so nice, man. <laughs> but they wear these uniforms throughout the entire movie for several days. Straight. Like it's just these uniforms all day, all the time, nonstop. And it just bugs me. It's like wear your fucking clothes. But then it wouldn't be a can't like a you know spirit you know spirit camp type Technically of movie. It would because you'd still be doing cheers there at the camp and practicing and rehearsing. Did they do any fucking cheers in this movie? I don't think they did. Except for the opening the scene. The opening scene, you're right. Nobody the, did. There's no, no other cheer. Holy shit, you're there's totally right. None. There's, there's none. zero. <laughs> there's I totally, yeah, you're none. right. You think about that. The very only scene, the, the only, only time you the see only thing cheerleader you think about this is they're wearing cheerleader outfits. <laughs> That's it. There's not one cheer. You're totally holy shit. How did I miss that? <laughs> wow. So all right. Anyway, back on track. Um, so later the night, they're all sitting around the campfire. Uh, this one blonde girl asks if she can get a tan from sitting near the fire because is, that's what the sun's made of, and the sun tans her. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so I just I was like, really? That's okay. Uh, so this other blonde girl, she's flirting with one of like the male cheerleaders, making like you know flirty eyes at him, trying to be se- sexy and seductive, <laughs> shoving well, a marshmallow in her <laughs> mouth, trying to be with a roasted marshmallow, like sucking her finger. Um, yeah, it's working for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, then she takes a swig of, like, a Jack Daniels bottle and announces that she's going to be right back and gets up, walks over to the guy she's throwing with, whispers in his ear. Now, next to this guy are the two gay male cheerleaders who are sucking marshmallows off of each other's fingers and, like, feeding each other. Which is pretty funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, they're just, like, super they gay. They're <laughs> uber gay. Yeah. Uh, the, so the flirty blonde takes the guy with her into the woods. She starts casing him up against a tree, just immediately takes the top she off. She is aggressive. Very aggressive. Yes. She just takes this guy, throws him against the tree, top, boom, gone. Right off. Grabs his hands, puts him on her boobies, and he <laughs> kind of pulls back. Yeah. Uh, so this works. Exactly. She's kissing him, and like, I get the idea that he's probably a closeted gay because yeah. he, he wants nothing to do with her. Mm. He he's like, want, this is moving too fast. He's like, I don't want to touch you. Like, I'm not interested. Uh, and he, he almost comes off of being scared of women parts. Yeah. He touches it like boobs are icky or something. Uh, so she, what she do, she drops to her knees and starts blowing him. Just right there. Or, just, or at least that's the impression you're getting. But he just, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah. Zip. Lifts her back up and says, yeah, moving too fast. And just walks off back towards the camp. What's a girl got to do to get laid around here? Exactly. That's exactly what she says, which I did write that down because I did actually find that funny. I like that as well. I like it as well. Poor girl. Yeah, she's, she's just in there completely topless and, like, confused look on her face. Throwing it fiercely at yeah. him. Yeah. Throwing the pussy around. Mm-hmm. So she puts her top she back on. She's got a goddamn catapulting that thing. <laughs> Jesus. And nothing. Catapulting 
the pussy. <laughs> so she, she, yeah, she heads back to camp. And on the way back, she just trips over the dead and eviscerated corpse of the guy she was just with. His intestines are out. He's, he's done. Uh, and then she bumps into the axe-welding killer. Uh, the killer hacks into her with the axe, splitting her collarbone. Now, this to me is probably the best effect of the movie, in my opinion. Yes, it is. It's the first one, and it's really, well, if you don't count Essentially, it's the first one. It's the first time we see the killer. He's standing over, swings the axe, she falls, and her, you know, she's got this big gash, like you said, across her, like, left collarbone. Yeah, and they do a close-up, and and they do a good, we can see, like, the bone sticking out where it's, like, cut in half. It it looks good. Mm -hmm. It's the best makeup effect, in my opinion, in this whole movie. Um, so she's, but she's able to get up, run away into the woods. Killer gives chase. Now she actually gets back to the camp. Like she's within eyesight. She's like right she's there. She's really close to the camp. She's, she's exhausted. She's feeling the effects of the wound. Mm-hmm. She's kind of starting to fall to her knees. She's trying to scream for help. She can't catch her breath. She's, help! you know, and the court, and she's like, comes up from behind. Cause everybody's backs turned to her. So nobody can see her. And the killer just kind of intercepts, gets in front of her. And it just with watching the ax, just, Kills her, drags her body away. Now, this scene, he raises the axe, and the moon's in the background. Oh, it's so bad looking. It's... Well, remember this, this. Oh, that moon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that again. All right. Um, I didn't think it was that bad looking. I know but it's it was, low I, budget. It's, I was, it, but it was like, really? You couldn't get up. Couldn't just go outside at night and <laughs> raise an axe from the moon? You have to green screen this shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you gonna wait that long? I mean, maybe it was a new moon that night. He's like, "Damn it, there's no moon whatsoever." So, so yeah. I mean, but just remember that. Remember that, listeners. Yeah. Axe wielded in front of a moon, a full moon, mind you. Full moon. Uh, so now we skip ahead two years later. We time passes, and we meet Rachel and Missy. Who Missy is the, as Aaron would know her as Skinny. Mm. Uh, these are two more cheerleaders. They're packing for camp, and Missy's just reading off a seemingly endless list of all the things she's taking with her and that goes on for a while and then we go to amber's house where amber's mom is talking to the little sister and i hate this little girl (laughs) so much uh and most of it's because of the writer i guess mr baird it had to be his fault he wrote it but the dialogue for this girl is way too adult and but that was Crazy. the point. It, I hate that. That was the point. I mean, when you show the little girl, she's holding a like a coffee mug, so it almost looks like she's holding a cup of coffee. I seriously doubt she had coffee. But she's reading the paper and holding a coffee mug in one hand. So right off the bat, this girl's like kind of being betrayed as a smarty pants or someone who's intelligent. I, I miss the, the newspaper. A bit she's holding the paper like drinking coffee. Essentially, is what it looks like. I just I miss it. I still don't like the when like she's six, maybe eight years old, and. She no kid would talk like she does ever unless you're. She's her vocabulary is better than most adults I know. It, Absolutely. It, so it just bothers me because. But that was the point. That was I know the it's the point. point. I know it's the point. I'm you not just don't like I, it. I just and that's all I'm saying. I know what the point is. I'm saying I don't like the point. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't mind it. I didn't mind. It. We jump to Amber's bedroom where she's telling her boyfriend that being away from him is so long a major test of their relationship. And she misses him already, blah, blah, blah. She turns around, and we see her boyfriend wearing, like, this hideous woman mask. It almost looks like a sex doll head. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, it looks like the face of a sex doll. It's it's awful. Mind you, homeboy weighs a good three bills. Yes, he yeah, because he takes <laughs> out the mask, and we see he's a really heavy guy. He's big. And to me, this is 
movie magic at its <laughs> finest because this sex-obsessed fat guy has somehow managed to land himself a super cute cheerleader with a nice body and giant tits, and they just start making out and going at it on the bed. Like, this would never happen in high school. He could be packing major heat. He, Even if he was, was, he was whipping out large condoms. He might have a fucking hog on he, him. He, a he, goddamn God bless him if, he did, if that guy if that guy did. But <laughs> no way in high school does any good looking girl like that hook up with a fat guy, especially if she's on the cheerleading squad, because that wouldn't be cool. Popular girls don't do that. Well, I don't know. I, I, I call bullshit. I, but personally, for me, I love it. I'm a heavier <laughs> guy. I'm like, way to go. Score one for the heavy guys. Way, boy. So uh, now we see the mother and sister heading upstairs. The door swings open, and in comes mom and sister. Boys nowhere in sight. Mom's all upset that Amber's not ready to go for camp because it takes two hours to get there, and we, she has to be back, and blah, blah, blah. kind of looks like mom and little sis just walked into her rubbing one out, kind of. Yeah. kind of the implication they were giving. Yeah, because she's, she, she's she laying goes, on her bed in her bra and underwear, and she just sits up like, Mom, what are you doing? And so, yeah. Hence, like, I'm coming. Exactly. And then the little girl's like, yeah, I bet you are. Exactly. She's like, like, the little I'm girl's sure got wit, too. Which, you know? obviously, referring to her fooling around. And again, there's no fucking way an eight-year-old would say that because she wouldn't even know the connection between coming and coming <laughs> and the different meanings of it. I, there's no way. No way. I, I hate it. I hate <laughs> you it. You do hate it. <laughs> Jesus. So, Ooh, anyway. Spitting fire there, Marshall. <laughs> Damn, you hate this little girl. I just don't like when they're trying to make little kids that funny and adult because it never... Ugh, it doesn't work. Anyway, so, hell, after after Amber calls the kid a retard, <laughs> the sister actually says, this is our quote, I think it's type of... Ver- I think this type of verbal bru- abuse could negatively infect my development. No kid would say that! <laughs> it sounds like the kid's already fucking developed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, how much more developing you got, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> So, unless it's, like, the kid from, like, Orphan, where she's not really eight. She's, like, actually, like, 30 years old, and she just never grew. Like, the girl from Orphan or whatever that movie. Yeah. Or it's a Doogie Hauser kind of bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's going to be a brilliant scientist or a surgeon or whatever Doogie Hauser was. Doctor. Okay. Well, I didn't. I never really watched You didn't show. watch Doogie Hauser? No. Oh. What was it wrong? wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Doogie. I wasn't, uh, God, what was it? One, what, what was the one with the, the. Robot Girl? What was the one with the, oh. the re- actual mental retarded guy? What was that show in the 80s where it had the mental retarded guy in it? He was one of the characters, like Life Goes On or something yeah, like that. I think that was it, Life Goes I On. Know. I don't know. I didn't watch either one of those shows. <laughs> so, I don't know how you get Life Goes On from Doogie. Well, but well you, had, you had the advanced young kid, and then you had the retarded one kid. And then, uh, I don't know, I just I never watched either one of them. So, all right. Anyway, the mom leaves. The sister blackmails Amber for her silence and she, after she reveals the boyfriend high-minded door. Uh, anyway, they all drive off. Mom, Amber, and the sister all drive off in the minivan to pick up Rachel, Missy, and the fourth member of their group, the chubby girl, Blair. Uh, so you, you instantly know Blair is the base of that pyramid, for bah, sure. Bah, bah. Uh, but there is a quick side note I hear. I just for my, my personal like, that the mother in the movie asks if any girls know how to get to Sierra Vista. That's where they're going, and this is perk my ears up because when I was in the army, I was stationed at Fort Echuca in Arizona, which is in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Uh, sadly, it's not the same Sierra Vista because this takes place in Texas, Texas. But it's like it's not very often you hear Sierra Vista. It's kind of you know specific. Unless you live south. I, yeah, I guess. In the southwest. Southwest. I'm sure you hear that a lot then. So. But this was certainly not southwest Texas. This was like southeast. Because, I mean, they get something. It's like swampy, woody. Yeah, That's yeah, got, yeah. It had to be closer mm. like Louisiana than New Mexico. Agreed. Um, so, anyway, they all talk about having to pick up the new girl who spent a year in juvie. 
and has been assigned to cheerleading as a part of her rehabilitation, which I've never even heard of something like that. Eh, maybe. I mean, it's not that big a stretch. It's it's like, I, I guess, but it's you, like, that's, you know, right. prove that you can be a productive member of society, join a t- sports team, or cheerleading, but she was, whatever. But it's not like something, but cheerleading is something you just say, hey, I want to join your aunt. Like, in high school, there are tryouts. Like, you can get cut. Like, you don't just show up from June and say, hey, I'm on the team. Like, I'm, I'm here. You would have to try out. It's not like going out for, like, you know what, you're going to go out for one of the clubs or something like that where everybody can be in. It's like, you have to try out for that shit. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't track, in my opinion. Yeah, okay, well, chess club girls getting killed is <laughs> not nearly as sexy and fun as cheerleader girls getting I killed. I would like to see that because they may be smart and they would actually maybe a hot wire car and not just do all this stupid shit because chess players are smarter. I would be interested in seeing, like, chess club girl massacre or something like that. Hey, we got a million-dollar idea there, baby. <laughs> there it is. Let's call Ted Nunez. Too and bad it's going to be like Vito Tribuco or yeah, something yeah, other. Yeah. Like, hey, let's pitch this idea. <laughs> got a horrible idea. <laughs> so what do you guys think? <laughs> <sighs> so, oh god, I lost it. All right, so we cut to the trailer park where we meet Nikki's father, who's wearing just a wife beater and he's and he's drinking white trash beer. Literally, that, white literally, trash. That is the actual name of the beer on the label: white trash beer. Kind of like that. I did do and they have like a trailer on the label. <laughs> and of course they pick up in a trailer park. Yep. Yeah. Uh so Nikki exit trailer and she's got short blonde hair, like and piercings all over, like multiple ear piercings. And she's supposed to be like the rebel punk girl, you know. She gets in the van, off they go. Now we go to Loomis Lake, which by the way, has a population of sixty Sixty nine, dude. Ugh. And this made me think of Bill and Ted's excellent. <laughs> and we're taken to the camp where they we meet the super gay Male cheerleading instructor, counselor. He's probably my Brent. favorite character in the whole movie. I love yes. Brent, too. I have, I love Brent. <laughs> and uh, the head female cheerleading counselor, instructor, Lindsay. Uh, they talk, and she goes out to pee in the out. But uh, the bathroom here is like an out. It's not like a single stall outhouse like you see, like a porch. It's like a straight up. It's like a latrine. La- it's a store. Like, it's, like yeah. it's a separate camp, like multiple bathrooms, but it's separate yeah. from the building. It's a bathhouse type thing. Um. When she leaves the stall, she finds muddy footprints on the floor. She follows them outside. We get a false scare of a raccoon, which in itself is wrong because it's the middle of the day and raccoons are nocturnal. Why would that raccoon be there? He got lost. He was scared. He just wanted to try to find his way <laughs> he home. He just wanted to find his way home. It looked adorable because his, his little know, paws were up like, ah. I will say, I love raccoons, though. I think they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have a pet raccoon. <laughs> Marshall's gay for raccoons. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. <laughs> I know what you're getting for your birthday. Too bad it just already happened. You give but... me a raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Name it Rocket. Right, of course you have to name it Rocket. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she turns around and she sees this dirty man swinging an axe on her. But it turns out it's just the camp's caretaker, groundskeeper, Jake. And he's just killing a snake at her feet. Yeah, it, it, like right in her face. Yeah. yeah. She's screaming. Yeah. Um, so up comes Mrs. Haddonfield. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the older woman who I think owns the camp or something, but I really have no idea what her role in this place is. That's she's what I got there. is that she was the owner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, so that's what we're going with. Um, we go back to the van. The mother has to swerve off the road after nearly hitting a man because she's too busy trying to read a map instead of watching the road, which I still 
who has these giant photo maps anymore? Well, like, that's what I was thinking. Everybody I mean, uses like GPS nowadays. Well, but I was thinking, I was like, but that shit was around in 2009. GPS was around in 2009. Yeah, that's why I'm it's like, it's been around a long time. Yeah, that's why I'm like, what the? F-? I was, I was like trying to like play with the time. I was like, nope, that bitch should not be having a big old. Photo I, I thought that's the same thing. Like, well, let's look at time. Like, nope, she would be using GPS. She is exceptionally old to have a teenage and like an eight year old daughter. I'll give you that one. Yeah, the she eight is freaking old looking. She, yeah, she's. Definitely in her upper 40s. Oh, no, no, no. She's you like in 50s? her 60s. She's like one? in her late 50s, early 60s. I was going to be nice. I was like maybe 50s. I didn't Ooh, think she's 60s. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I agree. She did look way too old to have like an eight-year-old. Yeah. Um, like maybe the teenager. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I could buy the teenager. Uh, so anyway, the van gets a flat tire because, of course, uh, they can't call for help <laughs> because uh, there's no cell signal. So Nikki just mans up, changes the tire. Allowing them to get back on the road and drive to a small little rural gas station uh, where they meet the creepy old guy who warns them if they go up to Loomis Lake, they're all going to die and they'll get carved up into tiny small pieces. God damn it. And you know how much I hate that crap. Yeah. I hate it when they do this. I hate it, hate it, hate it when they do this. They go to some weird place. The only place I did like it, the only time I liked it was in Bloody Bloody Bible Camp. <laughs> you know, but but... Yeah, I just, I hate it when, like, you're going to die. You're going to go in there and get chopped up in little pieces. Ooh. <laughs> it's every goddamn, it's so fucking cliche. Yeah, it is. It, it is. Um, but uh, just side note, that creepy old guy is actually played by Carrie Byer's father, Walt Byer. Bear. Bear, whatever. Bear. Um, so just, again, family connection. Maybe Byer. Getting helps. You know, help where you can. Uh, so up walks Bobby, the cute, good-looking gas station attendant that all the girls are just like, falling over uh rachel's like primping her hair and she's getting all like trying to doll herself up uh bobby gives him directions to the camp that fills up the tank all the girls get out to talk to him and they're all sucking lollipops yeah, which is really one, just, funny yeah they nowhere to be seen all of a sudden now they each have a lollipop and they're each sucking of them are just sucking lollipops <laughs> i kind of like that part i, I did say like, i was like, I, like yep zing <laughs> uh, so they all head off to the bathroom together Bobby stops Nikki from lighting up a cigarette. The two of them talk. They hit it off. They, uh, and then she leaves to go use the bathroom as the others get back. Uh, the group of four lower into the van and tell the mom, yep, we're all here. They drive off, leaving Nikki behind at the gas station. Intentionally. Intentionally, yes. Bitches be bitches. <laughs> so Bobby offers Nick to give Nikki a lift, and they get in the truck. They drive off. Now, during the drive, Bobby starts telling her the story of the murders that happened a few years ago and how they caught the guy who did it. And that the killer is doing time at the palace, which is the local prison not that far from here. Maximum security prison. Yep. Mm. Um, so the truck turns on this dirt road, but gets stuck in the mud because it's a piece of crap Chevy. It's not built for tough. Oh! Oh! Yeah, that one in your back pocket. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking muddy road, they keep coming back to it yeah. over and over. It's like a character. It really is. It should be like... The, the muddy a... road gets more screen time to, than some characters in this It movie. really does. <laughs> uh, and it's not even that, like, big of a section muddy road. It's just like, it's like they just took a hose out to a dirt road and, like, sprayed down a little right, bit of it. It's pretty like, muddy. Right, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's muddy, but it's not like that sure. long. To me, it looks long. like if you're going at a good clip, it's going to maybe, like, kind of scooch you a little bit. You'll but... fish you a little bit, but yeah. it's not enough, like, if because you... it's not long to get stuck. You go, you'd still, I would think the same thing. You would make it through that. Mm. Uh, anyway, so the two of them, they get out, and they walk the rest of the way. It's like one of the main antagonists of the movie. <laughs> it really is. You have the killer and then the muddy road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mud pit. <laughs> so we jump to Mrs. Hanfield along with Lindsay and Brent, addressing the new campers, welcome to the camp. Uh, she goes over the main camp rules, you know, like, 
no off-camp privileges, no cell phones, no visitors, blah, blah, blah. No smoking, no drinking, no yeah. boys, blah, no, blah, blah, blah. No wandering around away from camp because there's an abandoned mine, uh, mining equipment, and explosives. Yeah, we not, we're oh, not... Like, foreshadowing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to secure those explosives. We're fine. I'm like, I thought this was like, seriously, there's no way explosives would just be left lying around even if the mine was closed and abandoned, you would they would take their equipment and the explosives with them. Right, and if they didn't, this is your campgrounds <laughs> with kids. You're like, yeah. you know what? Those explosives, ah, yeah. no one's going to mess with <laughs> so those. If, if you know they're there, go get them. Take them to the police. Say, hey, fine. get rid of these. Like, no, yeah. we'll just leave them there. That's good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> she... <coughs> Why the fuck would me. she even mention it? That'd be the first thing I want to go find. Exactly. Yeah, the people yeah. like, what'd you say? Like, oh, exactly. exactly. If she never said that, to be like, oh, okay. And they wouldn't even go there. I mean, they still find me in the movie, but like, there's no point to. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck yeah. We're going, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Miss Hanville rambles on and off with more rules. And then she turns it over to Lindsay. And apparently uh, this girl, uh, the, the girls, the group of girls are here at the camp to get ready for cheerleading nationals in two weeks. So they're here to, train for this um another thing i want to say about this camp and it's the same thing about the other cheerleading camps is like i've never i'm not cheerleading, never been to your camp but what i know about camps is that especially they're, like big. Sport, they're, they're big. big like there would be dozens to a hundred other girls here from all other schools doing like a big thing like you have football camps baseball right. camps you get people right. from all over mm-hmm. They have like five people yeah. sign up for this game. Five. Yeah. Like, there's no way this would have happened. It's retarded. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a wrestling camp in high school, and it was a local small wrestling camp, but it was like, you know, 60 to 80 people. Yeah. You I know? mean, there you go. I, that, it's bothering me. Like, I it was, was like small Southern Illinois, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I think one thing I wish they would do, like, if you want to isolate and say, like, okay, we're going to focus on these kids, fine. Say, hey, this group of kids, you're going to be in cabin, blah, 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 over here, everybody else is over here. And then, they then you got to pay for extras. That's the problem with low budget film. You know, first of all, you could, one, get B roll, just shoot a bunch of people walking around the street. You don't have to pay for, you just shoot people. Good one. Not shoot, but, you know, you just, Get shoot camera, shoot some, yeah. some B roll, yeah. or two. Even if you are extras, a lot of people would be like in, in event movie. You can get people like, "Hey, you want to be an extra movie?" People are like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Just shoot some people, or you know, use some like, uh, 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 what is it, royalty free footage, like B roll yeah, shit. That's royalty yeah. free. Just get something, <clears throat> put it in there, and then say, "Okay, uh, group A, which is our let's say the group we're focused on. Okay, you're gonna be at site." Uh, yeah, Fight G, yeah. we're way out here, and then somehow they get isolated and they get separate. Then just then you don't have to worry about the other. But don't like make it a little risk. You're not gonna have just fucking five people at a giant cheerleading camp. Kind of gives you a little sense of reality, yeah. Instead of just complete movie madness. bullshit. Yeah, It'll, yeah, I totally agree. That's exactly what I'm getting at. So anyway, Lindsay g- g- starts on her spiel, and she goes from like bubbly cheerleader to like cheerleading drill sergeant. Yeah. And she tells the girls that they get three conduct strikes and then they're sent home. Now, Bobby and Nikki show up. Uh, they say goodbye, whatever. They flirt more. Nikki joins the other. Bobby leaves. Lindsay lays into Nikki for being late. And we learn that th- there is uh, another dirtbag cheerleader who hasn't shown up yet that's running late. So this cuts us to Monica and her mom driving down the dirt roads. Monica's pissed off because they're running late. Uh, meanwhile... Bobby gets back to his truck, begins to work on getting it unstuck, which he does effortlessly. He just puts a boring thing. Yeah. Like, why didn't you just do it in the first place? You know, like, if that's all it took, why not just 
Just, yeah. yeah. Um, so he runs into Monica and the mom on the way. He warns, like, hey, watch out for the muddy road, blah, blah, blah. Monica gets out of the car. She starts to walk to camp. Mom drives away. Yes. Mom's a fucking prissy bitch. Yeah. She's late. Monica's pissed. Muddy road ahead. You know, she's like, just walk. It's about 200 yards. And she's like, okay, I'll walk with you, honey. And then she takes two steps. Her heel kind of gets a little jacked up. She's like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. See ya, bitch. <laughs> she like, doesn't care. Nope. Uh, it's like worst mom of the year. Exactly. The mom's fault. Like, the mom was there. Maybe she, Monica doesn't yeah, die right yeah. away. Um, guess what's happening? Guess what's happening? <laughs> uh, but speaking of, like, our time about the, the cheerleading offers, that's all the way. But, like, let's say Lindsay, Monica shows up. Like, even the counters, they're all wearing cheerleading outfits, which just, they would, it wouldn't happen. It, it wouldn't. <laughs> it makes no sense. So anyway, Monica starts hearing twigs snapping around her while she's walking, and she's basically just promptly killed. I mean, she's just she's knocked off right away. Yeah, and it's just, and I hate this because the killer grabs her by the neck with one hand, lifts her off the ground, one handed, and then I like, crushes her throat. I call bullshit. Marshall hates that kill. You, unless you're like some sort of unless you're super fucking Jason Voorhees or a monster or, or the or Incredible Hulk like or Thor or something like that. And then, no. I like how you go Marvel characters instead of like horror yeah, characters. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Unless you're, if you've been watching a lot of Marvel movies recently or something, yeah. I'm thinking like Jason or Monsters or Michael Myers, My, something yeah. like that. And you're like, unless yeah. you're the Hulk or Thor, yeah. maybe Superman. Yeah, maybe Superman. Or, or you yeah. know, Darth Vader force choking you. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, back at camp, Rachel's giving Nikki the business. Uh, they nearly get into a fight, but super. Peppy Missy gets gives him like a cheerleading motivational pep talk, and then she gives Nikki a friendship slash spirit band bracelet. The and like, oh, we're friends forever we're now. Spirit buddies. Spirit buddies. Uh, we cut to the local sheriff driving towards the camp. He comes to the muddy road and just drives through, not getting stuck. Like he a, just like a boss, just like a fucking boss. Yeah, it's like just drives right through. And in the middle of the road, he finds Monica's bag, but no sign of anybody else. So he goes through the bag, he pulls out a pair of her panties, sniffs them, and gets, of course. gets back in the SUV, drives off. Dude, this guy is pretty good actor. He's pretty solid because he takes him and he just kind of takes a look at him, takes a sniff, and it's this little smile that he gives. It's like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> it's like perfect little 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 quirky smile. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's a dirtbag. Well, he is the one that has like, the most Christ with me. He has like yeah, 71 yeah, yeah, yeah. is the character. But I, right when I saw it, I was like, this guy's done this before. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we as the, the SUV drives off, the camera pans over to reveal Monica's dead body propped up against a tree. Her top has been removed, uh, just showing bra, and her panties have been pulled down to her ankles. So we get the impression that the killer probably raped her post-mortem. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so now the sheriff knocks on Miss Hanfield's cabin door. The two of them talk. They chit-chat. He gives her Monica's bag and tells her that Teddy the Butcher escaped from the palace last night. But tells her, oh, don't worry about it because an eyewitness saw him 150 miles in the next county over. Driving south. Heading yeah. south. Yeah. So. so yeah. <laughs> we go back to uh, Big Tit's mom. Uh, almost running over a guy when she Amber, was driving, Amber's swerving yeah. back and forth. And they never touch back on that. And it's like, come on, guys. You yeah, know? you're right. They really never do. Like, I'm assuming Obviously it's, just, that's it's, gotta be it's him. the guy yeah. that shows up later, but they never really do touch on that ever, mm-hmm. or even make reference to it again. Um, the sheriff asks Miss Hanfield if Jake has given her any problems. She says no. 
So during this talk, we learned that somewhere in the past, Jake was under investigation by the sheriff for something, but we don't know what. It's I never guess they explained. alluded to the possibility that it was one of the murderers or had an association with him, but they, they don't. They don't give that. They give, I didn't even get that. I thought, was he supposed to be maybe like a pedophile, like a sex offender? Like what? What was he under investigation for? A robbery? A violent crime? Like, that boy's up to no good. Yeah, like that's all yeah, you that's get. all you get. You get nothing else. So the sheriff leaves, and we cut to a close-up panning shot of the girls' boobs in their bikinis as they head down to the lake, which is probably the best shot in the movie. It's just, God bless Yeah, boobs. It's, it's nice, but man, is it me? These gals look pretty fucking young. Like, I get, it's like, ooh, we're, we're pushing, like, well, I feel like I'm reading, like, uh, Barely Legal Hustler magazine well, or something. Well, they gotta you know? be 18 to do the, the beat. Not to be in a movie, but to do this type of stuff. They, uh, well, at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, two. The ones who show their boobs have to be 18, obviously. Uh, at least. Uh, and I'm assuming... I could look up... I mean, if I really wanted to go look up... But I'm pretty sure they're all 18. I'm, I'm assuming they are, too. Man, oof. Because, I mean, they're pretty close to top. Some of the other girls are pretty close to top list. Oh, yeah. They're, they're just, like, just holding it on their, yeah, their bras, essentially. Exactly, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, they look pretty young. Yeah. Um... Uh, so, so as they're walking to the lake, where they pat, we see the sheriff and Jake both kind of oogling them as they walk by, kind of giving them creepy stares. Uh, now the girls are seen crossing a wooden bridge over a creek, and we're talking like three feet above a creek. It's a, it's yeah, it's just a suspension it's bridge. A, it's yeah. a wooden little bridge. It's not like a rope bridge. It's just right, a right, regular right, right. average bridge. Mm-hmm. And Nikki, for some unknown reason, freaks the fuck out, drops to her knees, unable to cross the bridge. She can't cross the bridge. And again, nothing. It's never explained why she can't cross a bridge. Is she afraid of heights? It can't be because it's only like three feet off the ground. Is she afraid of trolls under the bridge? <laughs> Who fucking knows? We don't because it's never explained. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We jump ahead to Missy, Rachel, and Amber sunbathing. Blair comes up, tells him that she's going for a walk. So Fatty's going off for a walk, uh, and while she's walking, she hears twigs snapping, and she turns to see. Uh, she turns to see what it is, and she spots someone ducking behind the outhouse bathhouse, the outdoor bathhouse. So, of course, she goes so, over to check it out. Let's go investigate. Uh, even though you can clearly see the guy who goes behind there is holding, holding the axe. axe. I'm like, yeah, I'm going the other way. Yeah. Uh, so she goes around the corner, and we hear a, a loud splat. You just kind of hear her going, is this the bathroom? Hello. And then squeak, squeak, splat. And that's it. That's it. That's That's all you get. Boo. I thought the same thing. Now, you don't even see, like, an a, a after effect. You get nothing. It's just no. a sound effect. You get you get squish. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. There goes one of your, like, five characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have a lot to play with nope. here, man. Uh, so we go back to Nikki, who's returning from her bridge freakout. Again, Jake watches her as she passes by. But he also spots then someone walking behind her through the trees. So he goes, like, hey, what's going on? Who's that person? So in the cabin, we see Nikki move her bikini top. We get her boobs. Uh, she's stripping down. Uh, Jake peers in through the window as Nikki gets dressed in her cheerleading uniform again. While Rachel missing Auburn return, Jake scurries away. Um, we go back to Haddonfield, who's now shown pulling a shotgun out of the closet. Yep. But then realizes she has no ammo for it. So she takes the gun to the other room where Brent and Lindsay are just hanging out. Brent's on the couch knitting, which is hilarious for some reason. <laughs> uh, and she tosses the gun at Brent, who like quickly tosses it to Lindsay like it's like a 
germy. It's like their tits. Yeah, it's like the tits. <laughs> like, ew. Dude, it was so awesome. I mean, the guy's got like cat-like reflexes. As soon as that gun touched him, he's like, poof. It's like a volleyball, like set. Yeah, you know, he's set. like, bam. He just pops it right back up. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And so uh, Hanfield tells him that she's leaving to go to the store to pick up, you know, a few things, which are like, oh, she's going to pick up ammo and some other crap. Um, <laughs> now, I guess we, we mentioned this earlier, but I, this is where I put in my notes is that I I do like Brett in this scene because he, he's definitely got, I think, the funniest part of the movie. Uh, he, and especially the, the way the actor portrays him and delivers these lines uh, and portrays Brett, Brent, I really like. Brent is mm. good in this movie. Um, so we go back to girls in their cabin. They're lounging around talking, changing clothes. They ask Nikki if she has a boyfriend. Nikki doesn't want to talk about it. She storms out of the cabin, pouting to go smoke. So this is where uh, she's startled by Amber's boyfriend who snuck out, snuck all the way up to camp to see her. So tons of fun is in town. <laughs> he's he's ready to rumble. Yeah, and I think his name's Mitch. So that's what I'm going with from here on out. I call him Mitch. Uh, it doesn't matter, but Mitch enters the girl's cabin, and he and Amber instantly start making out. Um, while Nikki's outside, she sees, like, the lit end of a cigarette and smoke being blown out from, like, the darkness or shadows of a tree. It's kind of cool. Which is actually, it was pretty cool. That was, like, a, one of the cooler uh, shots in the movie. I agree. Um, and so she scampers back inside. She tells the others that she thinks someone's out there, but they don't. They're like, fuck you, we don't care. They knock on the door. Mitch scrambles to hide under the bed. In comes Lindsay. To tell him that dinner's ready. Lindsay finds a bottle of black label whiskey, which is basically supposed to be the Jack, in one of the girls' bags. Uh, she gives them all a conduct demerit. And <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. And, but it's funny because you can clearly see behind them like Mitch's feet sticking out from underneath the bed. <laughs> so it's, again, it's kind of a, a little bit of the funnier bits. I think that kind of worked. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so she takes the bottle of whiskey, leaves the cabin, and outside she just starts. Taking of course, as of soon it. as she leaves, she's pounding she's the whiskey. She's pounding the whiskey yourself. So Mitch and Amber are seen sneaking away after Lindsay leaves, and they end up in the bathhouse, where they immediately start going at it. So when you say bathhouse, like, he always think of her just, like, Turkish dudes going to town <laughs> on each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe that's my thing. Who knows? I guess but... it's more because to me it's more not, it's not a traditional outhouse. Like, I think of an outhouse just, like, the one, like, something you see in a West, like, John Wayne movie outhouse. It's called the restrooms. All right, the restrooms. That. All right. All right, cool. Sorry. They go out to the restroom. Uh, <laughs> she pushes his head down so she can get some sweet cunnilingus. Uh, she's moaning all loud, and she hears like a cracking sound. And she's like, what was that? And Mitch just replies, oh, that was my new move, the roller the coaster. The roller coaster. <laughs> and I like how he sits up and he, he wipes, wipes his mouth <laughs> to the back of his hand. And like, I've done that move myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's really raunchy. <laughs> Some girls like it, some don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> so Amber and Mitch listen for more noise, but they hear only crickets. So he tells her that this is just an old rickety outhouse to relax. There's no serial killer running around the woods. And she hears the noise again. In order to calm her down so, she, so he can get laid, Mitch starts checking all the stalls, showing that there's no one here. There's no one with them. It's all empty. They go about to making out, gearing up for a little visit to Poundtown. Uh, but Amber insists that he gets a condom, but Mitch shows like, hey, I don't have one. He tries to convince her, hey, it's no big deal. I'll blow out. We're all good. As he should. As he should. <laughs> <laughs> but kudos to Amber for standing her ground on the safe sex, because safe, no, uh, safe sex or no sex. 
Uh, so Mitch leaves to go look for a condom in his car. It's almost like a PSA it in a horror really movie. It really is. It yeah, really and is. And he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I'll go get me a rubber. And he does. So he's in his car. He's in the front seat. Is the weird sex doll mask. Yeah. Which, at this point, like, why would you even bring that with you? Weirdo. Uh, so in the back seat, Mitch finds an open, unrolled, Condom. Assumed to be used condom. He picks it up, smells, smells it, it, decides it's okay. Like, that'll work. Hey, this is it. This will work. Are you fucking kidding me? Who in the right brain would ever <laughs> think that's a good idea? Like, re- regardless, Mitch, to, I, I, it's like, what, what girl would like, see them like, like, oh, good, that'll, that'll work. If you're slick about it, man, I can't, I'm not going to knock him for this. I'm not going to rock, <laughs> I'm not going to knock, you know, tons of fun in the way he's doing this because. Dude, when you got it going, you got it. You got it. Uh, I don't know, man. It's like it practically looked like it's used. I mean, it's just unrolled. It's just Hence flopping. The around. smell. Yeah. Of course, he used <laughs> it. Which is why, again, he's used it. Why has he got to use condom in the back? So he just laying there for God knows how long. Apparently, all this guy does is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his thing. That's all he does. That's why he's out of rubbers. <laughs> it's because that's all he's doing. Eating and fucking. It's that's it. He's like a baby. He's like Ron Jeremy's kid. No, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, for some reason, the he, armadillo, the, armad- <laughs> the hedgehog, and the, the armadillo. armadillo. He's, Texas, He's in Texas. Yeah, Texas armadillo. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, so for some reason, Mitch decides to take the sex doll mask with him and the comedy heads back to Amber. On his way back, he walks us right into the killer, who just easily dispatches Mitch with a swing of his axe. The killer bends down to pick up the mask, walks off as Mitch lays there on the ground, twitching and convulsing. Kind of, he's but he's still gasping for breath. He's like, <gasps> yeah. So you know, we don't see him. Yeah, but I mean, you he's, get you're like he's, he's dead. dead. He's dead. Uh, we go back to Amber in the, in the bathroom, the latrine, or whatever, and uh, restrooms, and she's standing from the mirror and strips out her cheerleading uniform, and she's got big old tits. They look great. Uh, in comes the killer wearing the mask, Amber. Who a fucking chorus just thinks it's Mitch and tells him that she's not having sex with him in that mask. Now, again, I have a serious fucking issue with this scene, just because the the major part being that there's no way, no fucking way, that she would think this is Mitch. Cause this killer is easy like four inches taller than Mitch. And skinny and in good shape. Not three hundred pounds. Exactly. Right. And she's like, Oh honey, it's you and she you're looking in the mirror you can directly see him in behind the mirror. you. Yeah. You can feel him and I know I'm sure you know every inch of you know For as much Mitch's as you guys body are, yeah, or whatever. Pounded, you'd feel yeah. that you'd feel that you, gut up against your back. You'd feel the chubby She's Yeah. I hate it. Boo. 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 Anyway, so I mean it's pretty much akin to someone mistaking like Chris Evans or like Channing Tatum for like Danny DeVito. <laughs> like it, it, it's, that's basically that's what, good. what this is. Yeah. Uh, so the killer walks up behind her, wraps a latex gloved hand around her neck, which I, I was I never asked what, what was with the latex gloves. He's always he doesn't wearing. want to leave prints. I I get that, but it's like it's just weird that I don't know. I hey just man, find it weird. he can't afford nice isotoners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> isotoners. It just, it's just weird. Like in so many of these slash movies, like. That's the thing you're going to pay attention to detail you're going to pay is that the character wears gloves and not some of these other obviously big loopholes or things you miss, but that's what you get. What and, were the type of gloves OJ had? He had like super fancy leather like gloves. Isotope. Yeah, they No, they weren't. They had, it was like some fancy Italian brand. Like Gucci or. I don't remember what it was, but goddamn, I wish I remembered that. Versace or something. I wish I remembered. No, it's. 
fuck. Who oh, well, knows? never mind. So, anyway, uh, he, he grabs her by the neck, starts to squeeze. Amber spins around. The killer stabs her in the fucking head with a Michael Myers-like knife. Her body slides down to the wall as the killer leaves. Now, she's got blood, like, on her chest, which is a weird because it looks... The, I don't know. It's weird looking, but I guess it could have. But there should have been more blood in her face. Yeah, exactly. So There's mean, like no f- blood on her face running down her face. It's just like all in her tits. It's just like topped off of her head, bypass her face, and then into her cleavage. The blood's just like woo titties. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> woo! Come on, boys! They're only shot. Woo! <laughs> so we go back Some to horny blood. <laughs> we go back to Brent and Lindsay, and Brent's still knitting. Lindsay's getting a bit drunk now, and she decides she wants some Brent dick. And she starts aggressively throwing herself at him. She tries everything to get her to fuck her, for, for him to fuck her. And she's even throwing out the, the old, how do you know you won't like it unless you try it bit? And his response is, I don't need to stab myself in the eye with a knitting needle to know it will hurt. Yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, and actually relevant. Uh, so pissed off, Lindsay storms out. Brent goes back to knitting. We follow Lindsay as she enters the outhouse, which shows... <laughs> because, like, what a slut. <laughs> <laughs> what a little whore. Yeah, what a little whore. That's what it was. Uh, and so the outhouse now, or the, the restroom shows no sign of uh, Amber's murder whatsoever. So she, Lindsay pees. She finds a few drops of blood in the sink. And she's like, eh. She doesn't even think twice about it. Washes her hands. Leaves. And the camera pans over to show Amber's dead body folded over the toilet seat in, like, the stall next to the one Lindsay was using. We go back to Rachel, Missy, and Nikki. Now, Rachel is about to light up a joint. Uh, Nikki gets upset at this because she has to take a piss test next week as part of her parole. And Rachel tells her if Nikki, Rachel tells, says to Nikki that if you, you know, what do you want to go to Juvie for? Tell us and I won't like this joint. Like, you, t- you know. So Nikki replies with a smart-ass remarks and just leaves the cab. She's like, I'm out of here again. Rachel lights up the smallest joint I had ever seen. It's like a like a it's like a roach. A roach. It's, it's like a little bit more than a roach. Yeah. It's like half, maybe like a third of a joint. I mean, she can barely hold this thing in her fingers. It's so tiny. And it's not that bad, but it, it it's it's a small. It's tiny. It's a nubbin. If, okay, well, I have another issue with it coming out. We'll Something get you it. get out of the doobie ashtray. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's like when you're desperate for, like, in college, you're desperate for weed. You're sitting around like, man, what, is there anything left? Ah, oh, there's this joint that was at that party. Okay, there's a little bit left. Right. <laughs> there's a little bit. All right. You're watching Howard Stern late at night. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> that's, that's me in college. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so outside, Nikki lights up her cigarette. But as soon as she does, Lindsay snaps it out of her mouth. Lindsay tells, tells her that this is her third strike and she's going to enjoy calling a parole officer. That's when she sm- Lindsay smells the weed and goes in the cabin and catches Rachel and Missy smoking. Now, Rachel being the bitch that she is, she totally throws Missy under the bus, telling Lindsay that was that was telling Lindsay that it was Missy's joint and that she didn't smoke any of it and that drugs are bad. Lindsay snatches it out of Missy's hands, wanting to know where it came from, and starts looking through all their bags. Now, she's tossing out slutty panties, finding handcuffs, and then she finds a bag of weed. It looks more like a bag of parsley or basil or something like that in Rachel's bag. Now, here's where I have the problem with it. She has this whole giant bag of weed with papers in the bag, and she's why smoking this little itty bitty like, yeah. roach. She's like, really? Like, why? <laughs> so, Rachel, Lindsay then tells the girls that the first thing in the morning, they're calling their parents to have them come pick them up because they're all been kicked out of camp, and she takes the weed 
leaves, goes back to her cabin. Now, this must be some good shit, because the girls do not give a fuck. They are giggling like idiots the whole time. They're like, <laughs> Not this scene, I don't think. They're still getting some giggles. Maybe, but okay. Anyway. Uh, but, okay, so she gets back in, and she knows that Brent's gone. And she kicks back on the couch, lights up the joint. Of course. Still wanting Such to get... Such a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Um, she wants to get... She still wants to get laid, so she's, like, seductively calling out for Brent. Uh, she gets up, heads back to the bedroom where she finds a gift bag sitting on her bed. The card reads, happy birthday, here's the perfect man. And inside of the bag is a giant, fleshy, pink vibrator. The thing's huge. To which she's like, oh, oh yeah. Like, Come to mama. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. is She's about about it. She is. <laughs> about about it. About about it. I haven't heard that shit. <laughs> I know. Put out all the old references. <laughs> About about it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we got the Brent who is now in a canoe paddling across the lake to the boys' cheerleading camp. He's cross-legged paddling. Yeah. I love it. He's got his legs crossed as he's paddling across yeah. the lake. I'm like, that's my man, Brent. I love Brent. It's awesome. And he meets up with this like little boy toy on the dock. Mm-hmm. And so we go right back to Lindsay, who's hardcore masturbating on the bed. I mean, she's yeah, it's aggressive. aggressive. Like, <laughs> she's she's moaning. She's Woo. screaming out Brent's name. We see her using the vibrant, and just going to town. She is. I mean, panties are down around her ankles. She, it's quite the intense scene. Um, the killer silently enters the room, which at this point, he doesn't even have to. He could have knocked over a fucking lamp. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, And Lindsay's mid-orgasm looks up and sees it just as the camera, you know, cut. And then the camera cuts away to a shot of the vibrator falling to the floor as we hear Lindsay gets killed over the sweet, soft sounds of porn music filling the room, <laughs> which I thought was a fun little touch. Yeah. We go back to Nikki, Rachel, and Missy lounging around. Now, this is where they're really giggling. They're eating snacks. Yeah, they're like, eating bananas and pretzels and whatever. And Nikki hears the scream. I guess Lindsay's scream. But the other's like, who cares? It's probably Amber just getting laid. Um, so then Nikki finally realizes that Blair has been gone a long time. Hey, remember the remember fifth the member? Remember like, for like yeah. six hours There's ago? There's only five of us here. <laughs> we haven't seen the fifth one for <laughs> the whole day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's missing. He's like, ah, who cares? Everyone's like, fuck her. And they're like, all right. All right. <laughs> You're right. I guess so. And she also mentioned the fact that Monica's never showed up. Oh, they, yeah. yeah. We're supposed to have a six. Who cares? Fuck, fuck it. it. All right. Missy and Rachel, I guess like, they're supposed to be high. I guess they're just giggling and eating. But, they, yeah, they just don't give a shit. Uh, so Rachel wants to now sneak out after curfew. Just, like, go dick around. Uh, because, uh... She basically convinces the other to do it because, like, hey, we're already getting kicked out anyway. We're going. And they're going to steal Mitch's car. What more? What more? What other trouble can we possibly get in? So yeah, so they want to take the car to go into town, uh, where so Rachel can hook up with Bobby, the dirty but cute gas station guy, who sh- she thinks is really into him, her. And we also learn that Missy has a fantasy of a strange man handcuffing her to a bed and having his way with her. And this is where Nikki chimes in saying that she had it happen to her once. And this is where things take turn for to the dark, dark side. Turn. Dark, dark side. Because Nikki tells him that the guy and his friends took turns raping her over the course of three days. And what when asked what she did, Nikki says uh, she learned to pick handcuffs and then she killed them. Damn. Damn. So the girls find Mitch's car. Uh, Nikki finds a pool of blood on the ground. And then they hear thumping come from the trunk. They pop the trunk and out falls Mitch, who's still hanging on by a thread. 
just barely alive. Nikki takes his keys, starts up the car, or tries to start the car so they can take him to the hospital, but of course the car won't start because batteries. Uh, they took the, you know, she goes around, all pops open the hood. And the wires are just cut. Battery's and gone, wires are ripped up. Yeah. So, fuck. So she tells Rachel and Missy to stay with Mitch while she goes for help. Nikki runs to the main cabin in hopes of finding either Lindsay, Brent, or Mrs. Hanfield. And the, she tries the phone, but of course they're dead as well. The landlines. Uh, Nikki finds this shotgun, takes it with her, and in the bedroom she sees the vibrator on the floor and Lindsay's... Dude, when she enters the room, like, I thought there was something wrong with the sound. Because that vibrator is loud. <laughs> you don't see the vibrator. You just, she walks into the house and you hear... It's really... What you see inside that thing? That thing probably had like two D's batteries in it, man. <laughs> Nine volts or something. <laughs> this small, like... Engine in it. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like diesel w- powered. Yeah. <laughs> diesel powered. Because I mean, this it's loud. I'm like, I thought there was something wrong with the sound, and then you see the vibrate. I'm like, holy shit, that thing is <laughs> fucking epic. <laughs> so Lindsay's body falls out from behind the door with a knitting needle sticking out of her eye. So again, calling back to that whole, I don't, I know, you know, that line that Brent says about, about having needle. I don't need to know that it's, you yeah. know being with a woman's like sticking a needle, man. Yeah. Um. So Nikki backs out of the room and bumps into a man in blue coveralls. She spins around, knees him in the balls, and bashes him over there with the shotgun. Fade to black as the man passes out. You fade in on Nikki holding the gun to the man who is now tied up in a chair. Rachel is talking about how they should kill him and not how easily they would get away with it. She's saying that he, getting she weird. Dark. <laughs> she takes a dark turn, too, where she's like, oh, he was attacking me, and he touched me down there, and he tried to rape me. At this point, Rachel's fucking crazy. I kind of like this. I scene. did too. I did too. Rachel, Just the like, whole scene because you got you got Nikki there with the gun, kind of keeping things, you know, like legit. Okay, do not fucking move because she's got the shotgun, like pry about a foot from his head, you know. And then maybe you got, not you, even that, but the yeah. other chick like running her, she's getting creepy. She's and got weird. a knife. She's running a knife around on him, kind of like poking at him and stuff, saying how. And hey, this is something you see like Reservoir Dog, like Mr. White should be like dancing around or something. <laughs> Stuck in the middle <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost, it's it's kind of getting that, but it's still got a bit of humor to it yeah. too. It's uh, still kind of like cutting a good humorous vein. Yeah, I mean, Rachel, and, I, Rachel at that point, like she sits on the guy's lap, puts her arm around his shoulder, and is like, Talking about, oh, I could kill you in this drag. Yeah, and uh, she's trying to convince Nikki to say, hey, let me kill him. And because, um, like, well, I wonder what it'd feel like to kill someone and blah, blah, blah. And so during this whole time, the man is, like, secretly working, trying to get out of his the rope. He's that, working the ropes yeah. behind, yeah. Now, uh, breaking down this scene for the same time, because it does go actually go on for a while, uh, the man is wearing blue mechanics coveralls with a nameplate on that reads Bob. Uh, and he tells him that he was only looking for a dry place to stay or something to eat. And we find out that it, basically he's allegedly Teddy the Butcher, the man who escaped from the prison who supposedly killed the teenagers two years ago. So he's the convicted murderer from last the the, 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 the opening scene. The opening scene. So, huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. He's wearing the same coveralls that the murderer is wearing yep. that's been going around. So I'm thinking this is going to take an the movie is going to be taking an interesting turn here. Yeah. I was kind of excited. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, during this time, Missy, Missy is shown putting, pulling the knitting needle out of Lindsay's eye hole, which, <laughs> why the, I don't understand why, like, that's so weird. Like, I know, we've like, said this so many times. We've it's said this, so, like, this preppy, 
like sparky, like ah, Missy's like the up. She's one. the spirit squad. Yeah, she's she's the spirit one. She's like, I, there's no way this girl would be like pulling that. She'd be like, get the, she'd be freaked out, grossed out, scared. She couldn't take it anymore, man. She's she just like, pulls the needle, the needle out of Lindsay's eye, runs into the living room, shouts out that he killed her and deserves to die, then stabs the man in the shoulder with the bloody knitting needle. And at this point, the storm knocks out the power, and Bob escapes. What storm? Exactly. <laughs> Came out of thin motherfucking air. There's no rain, no nothing. It's just a bolt of lightning comes out of nowhere. It's like the storm from a shopping mall. Yeah. Clear yeah. night, just all this boom, lightning. <laughs> eight, like, except there's just one lightning this bolt, one. not eight, or whatever it was. <laughs> so, uh, Bob escapes. The girls argue over what to do. Missy yeah, because chi- the power goes out and Bob escapes. Yeah, he's and- gone. So Missy chimes in and says that she has an idea and leaves the girls out of the cabin back across the bridge where Nikki again begins to have another freak out. Still, no explanation as to why. Hey, uh, what happened to Mitch? Yeah, they just left Mitch behind. <laughs> <laughs> you point, I, I can't they never that. said a they, fucking thing about they, him. They never go back for him. Like, they, oh, never, fuck Mitch. they never said he died. They never said anything. They like, just... It's just all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I remember we were staying with them trying to keep him alive or maybe yeah. find help. Nah. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's Mitch's dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay, okay. yeah. They're, so they go to run across the, the bridge again, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah. You know, where Nikki has her little breakdown. And they have this cool shot where they do, they, they go, close your eyes. God damn it. Come on. So she obviously got over her fear pretty quick. Yeah. But they show the shot of uh, they're running over the bridge and they have it like with the full moon in the background. Yeah. Well, remember, there was a storm. Just two seconds ago. Oh, yeah. And now it's a crystal clear night where you can see the moon in its full glory. Yep. Fuck. Uh-huh. I'm right there with you. There's also a quick shot of Jake the groundskeeper walking through the woods, which, again, at this point, the storm has magically disappeared. It's nope. gone. <laughs> He's not wet from the rain, and neither are the girls when we cut back to them. Even though we just saw them leave the cabin, when they left the cabin, it was a downpour. They crossed the bridge, and we run back to them. No rain inside. Everybody's 100% dry. It's just one big fucking cloud that came by and just, <laughs> pew, see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> My job here is done. done. <laughs> so they arrive at the lake and notice that the canoe is gone. So Missy decides to swim across to the boys' camp to get help because she was on the swim team. So she strips down, dives in. And I got to say, for someone who's on the swim team, she swims like shit. <laughs> She must have been like a bench depth role player on that team because she, nah, that's not how a swimmer would swim. Um, so I will say at this point, as I as this movie starts going, goes on, I find myself liking Rachel more and more. Yeah. Because uh, I love, she's, she, I'm not commenting, I'm doing a very good job commenting because I don't want to sit here and say, repeat every single line she says, but she starts, she's very back and forth. She's like, I'm not going there. Wait up. Or, you know, she, it just, her back and forth attitude and the way the actress delivers it, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I really started enjoying Rachel. Yeah. Um, now, for some reason, as we watch Missy swim, we also get a random shot of an alligator swimming. B-roll footage. B-roll. Should have used that for the camp counselors. Yeah. Right, you, camp, you can get yeah. alligators, but you can't get some <laughs> bunch of cheerleaders getting off a bus or something. Um, so Missy swims up to the floating canoe, finds Brent's bloody dead body inside, turns around, swims back to shore, and we get another shot of the alligator. So she exits the water, turns around, and is instantly stabbed to death by the killer. Yeah. I, I just, 
at this point, I, can, I don't see the point. The alligators, like, they had nothing to do with Mizzy, Mizzy's death. Like, okay, you're building suspense. Like, so uh, we got this footage of an alligator. Um, throw it in there. We paid like five bucks for it. So <laughs> throw it in. We meant like, to get we meant to get other campers, like, but they sent us an alligator. Roll. <laughs> what do we do with this? Uh, a mix of the I guess we'll have her warehouse. swim across the lake. Yeah, I mean, we'll stick it in there. Oh, I just like I was like, okay, maybe like I would have been okay. I was like, okay, she's swimming. Frankly, swimming from the alligator. She doesn't even see it. The alligator doesn't even go at her. It's there's like, nothing. just there. Just, there's no just, suspense. Just, it's just like, why is it there? Yeah, there's nothing. So, it's like, I went, yeah, Missy didn't see the alligator. It, it, she wasn't, uh, I don't know. I, fuck it. There's I, no reason for it to yeah, be there. there's no Other reason. than they just show it. Um, it's like they could have showed a fucking barracuda or, you know, yeah. like a kite scene yeah, or something. Or it just Godzilla wrecking Tokyo. Right, no, right. It had mean, like no bearing like, whatsoever. I would like it, like if she was like, oh my God, an alligator, I got to get, get away. And she, yeah. gets, she gets on shore. She gets away from, she's like, oh, okay, I'm saved. Then she turns around. Then she's mm-hmm. saved. Then get killed. That would work. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But there's no, otherwise there's no point to this fucking alligator. I, I, there's no suspense. No, no, none. So we go back to Nikki and Rachel who hear Missy's death scream echoing through the woods. Now, Nikki here suddenly has, like, flashbacks of, like, Missy giving her the spirit-slash-friendship bracelet. <laughs> and he decides that Spirit Squad stays together, and she's got to go back for her. So, Nikki turns and heads back. And Rachel is like, I'm not going with you. But it's like, quickly changes her mind because she's like, I don't want to be lonely in the dark woods. So, like, wait up. And she goes back. We go back to Jake, who's in some electrical room, and he just flips the switch and, boom, powers right back on. Uh, as we get a quick shot of Missy's bloody body being dragged away. Now, Nikki and Rachel are sneaking through the woods while having like, an, like this, a nervous conversation. Now, during this, Nikki or Rachel asks if Nikki really killed those guys that raped her. And now Nikki comes clean and tells that her boyfriend did it. And she goes on to explain her whole backstory that she waited too long to report the rape uh, because she was scared. And so all the evidence like washed away. There's nothing left. So her boyfriend killed them and got life of rage and got life in prison. And because she wanted to be with him so badly, she let herself get caught shoplifting because she thought she would get locked up with him. Rachel rightfully laughs at this and that they don't let men and women in the same prison. Hey, you fucking idiot. That's never going to happen. Nikki says, I know that now. Now, now, now! Are you, you did, fucking kidding me? Did you do one minute of research? You're, you're. The internet was around in 2009. You're 17 or 18 years old. You should know that a long goddamn time ago. I mean, uh, everyone knows that a five year old probably knows that men and women don't get locked up. That in annoying prison. little bitch in the beginning I, would know I, that. I guarantee she knew that. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, once story time is over, which by the way, I don't think anyone would stop in the middle of like. A murder spree, all that's going on, to stop and tell like your life story in the Let middle me tell of woods. You my deep dark secret. Yeah. So, which again is just ridiculous. But anyway, the two of them seem to bond a bit over this, and they continue on the way, and they find one of Missy's like hair ribbons on the ground, soaked in blood, and they come to like this old building and uh, on the middle of nowhere. And oh, they, you mean the mine shaft? The mine shaft. It's actually like a building. Yeah, it's- uh, it's not a shaft at all. I, I don't know. Fuck. It's like a shack. Uh, mine shack. Mine shack. It's my shaft. Mine shack. There <laughs> you mine go. Shack. Uh, they go inside. They head down some stairs. Which you stop and think about how many stairs they go down all the time. Like just think like a lot, a lot. Yeah. But it's only like they just keep showing like they go up to once they're landing, and then like have they go to they keep reshooting, yeah, going yeah, to the same yeah. like six stairs. Um, 
So it turns out this building is the abandoned storage building for the old quarry where they just so happen to find a box of brand new sticks of dynamite. I mean, there's no dust of wearing these things. It's brand new, bright red out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> it should say TNT yeah, on the might, side. Yeah. You know, it looks like something that Acme, you yeah, know, like Bugs really Bunny would does. have. Yeah. It really does. I actually looked for like the T. Doesn't it say, say TNT or something on the back. Yeah. Um, so Rachel takes one, just half hand. She's like, I'm going to take one. And they continue on down the dark hallway. Now, they come back to the killer's workbench, work area, and they find like, there's bloody sheets and tools lying around. And it looks just real generic. Very kinda, generic. You know, this is a killer's workplace. <laughs> yeah, very generic. Yeah. Uh, they hear someone coming down the stairs. So it turns out it's Bob. And I mean, you can clearly see that. And the girl's like, hey, don't come any closer. Stop coming. Or I'll shoot. Nikki pulls the trigger. Uh oh. No, no ammo. No ammo. So Rachel threatens to light the dynamite if he comes closer. Bob takes another step towards them. Rachel lights and she the goes, fuse. Fuck it. Fucking <laughs> lights the fucking fuse. I gotta say, that's fucking baller that though. Ballsy, man. That is baller. It's like she he he called her bluff. She's like, fuck you, we're all going. Like, that's like a last I get that that's a last last ditch at last resort that you do. I I would at least maybe try to run away first before I, I light liked the dynamite. It, honestly, I liked that. I was like, damn, that's bold. <laughs> So Bob falls forward into Nikki, and we now see that Bob has an axe embedded in his back. Rachel tries to blow. It's like, uh oh! She tries to blow out the fuse, realizes she can't do do that, so she just drops on the floor and runs up the stairs. <laughs> now there is a really nice upskirt shot of Rachel for those of you who are really into that that kind of thing. Uh, our panty lovers out there, pa- the sure. panty lovers. Mm. I love that scene. Uh, y- Nikki yanks the axe out of Bob's back and uses it to just like cut the fuse, just like hacks it mm. off. So we go back to Rachel reaching the top of the stairs. She's looking back over her shoulder when she gets reaches the top, and she turns around, gets stabbed in the stomach by the killer with a large knife. She's dead. Most anticlimactic. I death. know. Like I was, I was like, I started to like Rachel. I wanted a much better death for her. Something cool. Something. You know. And I just mean, it's so just, lame. I mean, even the stab was just like, yeah. It was so minor. I thought, okay, she got stabbed, and that she was going to be like wounded and they'd have to continue on yeah that was the impression i got uh, because, because the stab it, was not like like deep and penetrating yeah, it was like it eh. was like maybe two inches penetrating in you know like stab sure she's gonna be fucked up but i don't think that and it's not like she her. got stabbed in the heart or a lung mm. like a stomach i mean it was still fucking hurt she'd bleed but that's not gonna she's not gonna die instantly the only that. time i mean you gotta go fuck it and you gotta go deep to hit the actually you wouldn't even hit that if he got hit in the stomach i'm thinking of the um, uh, the aortic arch. Well, you would, but you had to go real deep. There's a major uh, vein and artery that runs uh, down the middle of your body that goes to your uh, uh, femoral veins that supplies blood to your legs. But you had to go really deep to hit that. Sorry. No, it's fine. Getting Bust out the logic, man. Yeah. Bust out the, the, the medical science. Um, so Nikki comes upstairs with the axe in hand, which, by the way, has zero blood on it. It's clean as a whistle, even though she just yanked it out of the guy's back. No blood on it whatsoever. That's why she didn't join uh, Rachel up there. She was cleaning she the axe. She had to clean the axe first. Like, hold on. It's a little tacky with blood. <laughs> it's a little, little sticky. She finds Rachel's dead body. The killer comes up from behind her and is about to stab her when Nikki turns around just in time to block it with the axe. The two struggle, the, uh, but Nikki's able to get away and run into the woods. The killer gives chase. Not a bad chase scene. Not too bad. Pretty good chase scene. She ends up high on the ledge of the quarry with the killer right behind her, so she leaps out and plummets down into the lake below that's filled the old quarry. 
which again you can clearly see is just a blue screen sky behind it, which is the same fucking moon and all that they used before yeah, and they've shown this kill this the same moon with the axe in the air over and over i think and they over. showed the same thing when they when he killed mitch with the axe yep, the yep, moon yep, was there it's, yep, yeah they yep. same moon shot except they, except it was when they were running across the bridge yeah so they they got their minds without that moon, that moon shot <laughs> Uh, so now we see Nikki flagging down the sheriff's SUV, and the pervy sheriff, you know, talks her down, calms her down, but refuses to believe her when she tells him that it wasn't Teddy the butcher that attacked her. Eventually, he drives him back to the camp so he can investigate, despite Nikki's adamant disapproval. What does he drive through to get to the camp? The mud. <laughs> the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the muddy road, Marshall. The mud. <laughs> the mud. <laughs> and they even mentioned it. He goes, you're going to get stuck in the mud. He's like, watch this. And he gets through it. He's got sure enough, he's got, just right through. He goes right through. Uh, so they get back to the camp. <laughs> the mud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they get back to camp. Sheriff tells Nikki to wait in the car. But again, she protests. He gives her a shotgun to protect. And he gets out. You know how to use this? He's like, yeah, basically. Uh, while she's waiting for him, Nikki begins to snoop around the SUV. And she finds a barely legal uh, porn mag in the and in the glove box. She finds Monica's panties and which a, she found earlier. Which she found earlier and a bloody knife. Where'd the bloody knife come from? I don't fucking see. Know. Now that's that's like I get the magazine, mm-hmm. I get the panties, mm-hmm. and then a, a bloody currently like a knife. All right, but a bloody knife, like freshly bloody too. What? I thought the same thing. Like, where the fuck did that come so from? So I'm like, okay, is he the killer? That doesn't make any sense. Like, that's obviously what they're trying to plant in your but head. But why now. would they have a fucking bloody knife? And that doesn't make any sense. No, I agree with you. I I, I lost the logic went over my head too because yep. there. Is, well, like, I should say went over my head because there's no logic to be found. Um, so Nikki's like, okay, I see. Now she gets the shotgun, gets out of the car, and she gets to drop on the sheriff as he's exiting one of the cabins, which puts the shotgun to his head. But the sheriff keeps his cool. He's like, you don't know what you're doing, little girl. And he, he's just like, in one swift moment, grabs the gun from her and like knocks her over the head with it, n- knocks her to the ground. Pretty sweet move. Yeah, pretty good. Chuck Norris-esque. And then he slams her into the hood of the SUV, and he starts fucking with her a bit. Like, he's like, you know, he's, he's got a dark. Yeah, he's, he's like, like real dark. against he's like, her. He's, he's got, like, like, his mouth on her ear. He like, thinks some little girl's like, oh, the killer's going to be out here, sweet little girl's like you. Don't think you just love hearing you scream. Like, he's getting real yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah. But he's just, he's fucking with her because he's like, He's like, you're not too bright, are you? Because, you know, I f- that's all that stuff I- is evidence that I found tonight, been collecting mm-hmm. tonight. Which, you know what, fine, Danny. But again, th- going back to knife, if you're the fucking sheriff, you're, you would goddamn well put a bloody knife in an evidence bag, maybe? Like a plastic bag and not... Why would you just have it? Or if you start finding murders weapons, you probably call for, for back- backup. Yeah, or like- call in that somebody say, hey... Some shit's going down here for reals, yeah, yo. Agreed. Maybe 100% not like that, agreed. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's reals, yo. Anyway, so he handcuffs her, locks her in the back of the SUV, tells her that he's going to finish looking around, but right now she's the uh, his prime suspect. Mm-hmm. So Nikki just immediately, as soon as he closes the door, basically slips her arms on her legs, that old trick, Pretty and sweet. then... Kicks the window out and lets herself out of the car. Again, I could bullshit on this because the sheriff doesn't hear the glass shattering, especially since, you know, he's pretty much happens to meet, close the door, shatter the glass. She does not wait a second. She doesn't wait for him to get out your shot, get into the cabin. He would have been like two feet away from the car like, when this God happened. God damn it, bitch. Cook. Yeah. He would have, because it took three kicks. He would have been like, quick kick in my window. Like, oh, now that's destruction of government property. Yeah. You're right here for that one now, too. 
Oh, and by the way, the number of the sheriff's squad car SUV is 69069. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed that when you're just kicking a whim. Like, oh, this guy really likes 69. Really hammered that 69. Population 69. Yep. Squad car 69069. 69-069. So Nikki gets in the driver's seat and begins to hotwire the car. The sheriff comes back, walking out from around the corner of the cabin. Uh, he drops to his knee. Blood pours out of his mouth. He tries to say something uh, as we see the killer walk up behind him. The sheriff falls down dead with the axe sticking out of his back. Seen it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's been done by far. That's just a bitchy thing to say. <laughs> so the killer pulls the axe out of the back of his back, walks towards the SUV, which Nikki manages to start right as the killer takes a swing at her. She drives off, peels off down the road. Mind you, killer is still wearing the fucking... Sex doll mask. Yep, sex doll mask. Uh, she peels up, and what happens? She gets stuck in the mud. Yep. She gets out. She did not finesse it. She did not finesse it. Gets stuck in the mud. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Go mudding. And she gets out. She runs away, she runs away as the killer is given chase. Uh, in the woods now, she finds the dead bodies of all the other people that have been killed up to this point. Propped up and tied, strung they're, up. They're tied to trees. Tied, what? Yeah. Uh, we also see Mrs. Hadfield has been killed. She's tied up mm. now. Uh, again, I get this is like really, like really. When does that? Like what? How? Why? I don't get it. Mm. Um, so Nikki is then tackled to the ground by the sex dollar killer. Uh, he punches the shit out of her for a while. Pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, pretty intense. But she fights back. She gets starts to run off again. But the killer slices her across the hamstring with the axe, uh, which not she, uh, and then knocks her out cold, fade to black. Now I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never been. Slice in the back of the leg before with an axe, but, I'm pr- but the cut is more like something you would see, like maybe a large knife would do because it's a very thin cut. I'm thinking if you got hacked in the back of a leg with an axe, it would be a big old chunk of your I mean, leg. Maybe gone. the only thing is that it just barely got her. That would maybe be like, that's the, only thing be the sharpest axe in the world. It'll be yeah. that sharp, just the knicker that much. If it's an axe with that swing much, swing it weight. hard enough. I mean, yeah, if you swing it hard, I, I wasn't upset I with the wound. It just, I wasn't uh, upset with it. it, it I want you a little bit. It should have been like a chunk. Um, anyway, so. Uh, we fade in on Nikki, handcuffed to a bed and gagged, and she's now back in the basement of the, stra- like so, the dynamite building. She already told the story about how she was handcuffed to a bed. Yep. And she starts, she's right back there. She's yeah. strapped down. And she looks over, and there's the killer's workbench. So we're back in this room. The killer enters the room, runs like this, the blade of his knife down Nikki's body to her crotch, where he uses enough to cut her panties off, lifts up her shirt to show her tits, and then just proceeds to rape her. Dude, this is getting dark. It gets dark. It gets pretty dark. I'm yeah. just like, uncomfortable. I yeah. know we were having fun earlier. <laughs> now we're not. Now it's good. just funny games killing yeah. people. Now, now you're raping. Come on. We had some fun. We had some laughs. We had some jokes. And now, <laughs> ooh, I don't like where we're going. <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> so, while she's getting raped. Because he's fucking raping her. You yeah. Know? I mean, in. He like cuts the panties off. You, see, you know, if you look closely and pause, you, yeah, it's getting it's pretty, pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty graphic. So this is not fun. While she's getting raped, Nikki is able to like pulls a bobby pin out from her hair and uses it to undo her handcuffs, which she does in like a second. Well, like, she did mention just, that she got good at do, undoing handcuffs. She did. She said she that. picked the handcuffs to get free. She didn't say she got good at. It. She just did it before. I thought she said she got good at. It. No, she said I picked the handcuffs and got free. Well, she's got experience. I guess, but man, she didn't like like just boom. Not like didn't even bother. She's getting raped or anything. Just put it in, done out. Like it can't be that easy to uh, pick handcuffs. 
But uh, anyway, so she grabs the knife, stabs the mass killer, uh, and then cuts the rest of her binds off. The killer swings at her with the axe. She dodges it, stabs him again, runs, but she gets tripped up once again. This scene, it's intense, man. It's like, it's it's like a fight. Like, she's fighting for her life. You know, yeah. it's kind of, it's starting to get pretty intense. And, like, the punches, the kicks, the stabs, the slashes. I mean, it's it's like thrown with all their might. The actors and actress, I will say, I actress are they, really her, going her, at her, it. Her acting ability left a lot to be desired. I wasn't, but I will say her physicality in, in the, these scenes mm-hmm. made up for it. Cause she, you could, like, yeah. she was really getting into it. Um, so another fight ensues. She gets her head slammed several times into the floor, like just just hard, and she's able to grab the like this torch. It looks like the type you see like fancy cooking or baking. Almost. Yeah, it's like a blowtorch, a small blowtorch. Which uh, I mean, I get what's her tits used to light the dynamite. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel. Used, yeah, so um, I get that. Like, it, I guess it's supposed to be like a mini welder's torch or something, but it just it looks almost more like just a a really big butane cigar lighter. Right. It, it, and, instead and, of like yeah, a, I mean. So, uh, so anyway, she loses. Often her... used for cooking and stuff. Yeah, like, for like, like, like creme brulee. You or... want to make a creme brulee? Yeah, whatever. We want to go ahead roast. and caramelize the sugar on top of the custard. Yeah, that's what it looked like a cooking torch to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, she loses her grip on it when the killer again slams her up against the wall, but she grabs his axe, raises it up for a killing blow, but then she gets stabbed in the stomach. She falls to the floor in slow motion and crawls away. Also, so the next few moments are done in slow mo. Um, now, it I looks have a problem like with it's this. curtains for her. I do have a problem with this because, like, okay, she's going to die. That's fine. Because she gets stabbed in the stomach the exact same place that Rachel did. Rachel dies from this, and she's like, nope, I'm still going to Well, Rachel died, like, instantly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no – it bothers me. Like, if you're going to have somebody stabbed in the stomach and die, you can't do the exact same thing to somebody else and not have them die from the exact same thing. Preach. It's, it's bullshit. <laughs> So, so anyway, so this is all in slow motion. The killer grabs the back of her hair, lifts her head up like so he can like uh, reveals her neck so he can slit her throat. throat. She Nikki reaches out, grabs a torch, points it behind him, burns him in the face right as he puts the knife to her neck. Killer falls to the floor, frantically rips off the mask to reveal a now burnt faced Bobby, the gas station attendant. Didn't see that. Coming. Yeah, didn't see that. Yeah, come on. He's like the only character left. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Bobby gets up, but he's knocked back down again, knocked down and out by Nikki. Uh, but, of course, he just sits up behind, like, the Michael Myers, you know, sits up, Kane, Undertaker, Michael Myers sit up. Uh, but because she's there catching her breath, thinking he's out of it. Again, he slams her up against the wall, picks up the axe, and is about to kill her when Nikki says, You know, if you just want to tie me up and fuck me, all you had to do was ask. And then she knocks over a gas can, spilling the gas on the floor. Then uses the torch to ignite it, which again I call bullshit on because if the killer, why would the killer stop that long to let her do that? You have to act because it's a sweet line. (laughs) I'll give you that. It's a sweet line. Okay, sweet line. Get the line out. But then he stands there with the active of his head while she he actively watches her knock a gas can over that pours on and then light it. Like he just stands like bring the axe down and kill her. Why are you waiting so long? It it's. Don't like it. I didn't have that much of a problem with it. It's just weird. It's like there's so much time that he, she would easily have been chopped in the head, like just axed the head. But the because in real, I mean, if it was a real life, then I, she'd I, be hear dead. It, I hear you. So anyway, 
Shane actually, Bobby goes up in flames. Nikki crawls away. And I also call bullshit on this because Nikki would have been caught on fire too. All right. I didn't mind her squirming away and not being caught on fire. What I did have a problem with was Bobby doesn't scream. He's you're like right, lit he on doesn't. fire and he's like, ugh. Ah, Boy, you're is, right. I didn't even know that. Like, very uncomfortable. Yeah, he doesn't you know? scream. I mean, he screamed when he got burnt, burned a little bit on the face while they're fighting. He's like, oh, ah, you know, all appropriate. Yeah. He gets lit on fucking fire. And he's just like, ah, <laughs> man, this is inconvenient. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Are you right? I missed that. Yeah, you're right. He I didn't even think about that. scream. I mean, you, from what I understand, burning is incredibly painful. It's, they've been saying yeah. that for years. It's probably most, one of the most painful ways to go. And he's like, eh, it sucks. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got a bad hemorrhoid or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was upset. I think I was maybe I was too busy with the fact that Nikki should have been caught on fire, too. That gas was everywhere. She would have been the nose. But uh, so anyway, she pulls herself up, heads to the stairs. But once again, she's tripped from behind when Bobby grabs her ankle. <laughs> Who's, like, burnt to burnt a crisp. crisp. She kicks him in the face, knocking him back down the stairs. He lands right in front of the box of dynamite, which explodes in his face. <laughs> Mind you, a, a box, box full. A box. And this is like a big ass, like a two foot by, like a two by two, two by three foot box of dynamite. Full. Full to the brim. Minus one stick from earlier. <laughs> uh, which would still be there in the basement, by the way, to explode. Uh, explodes in his face. The force of the explosion tosses Nikki apparently out of the stairwell, through the front door, out into the into the woods. Unharmed. <laughs> Unharmed. And good old Jake, caretaker Jake, finds her, carries her off. Now, she, Nikki wakes up in a hospital with a doctor, a nurse, and some other cop standing over her. And the cop, She's all beat up. And she's yeah. bruised and bloody. And... Uh, the cop tells her that they got the groundskeeper locked up and he'll never see the light of day again. Nikki tries to tell him that it wasn't him. He didn't do it. But the cop says, yo, you're just in shock. You're in too much pain. You can't think straight. He, he We got him. No, just basically shut up. So they drug Nikki up some more. With, I'm guessing morphine or something. And as she starts to pass out from the meds. Uh, who gets rolled in on a gurney right next to her? Bobby. Of course. Who opens his eyes, turns his head to face Nikki. Still looks like a million bucks, by the way. Roll credits. After having a, a carton of a dynamite. case of dynamite blows up in his face, and he's basically perfectly fine. Still looks fucking adorable. Who is this guy? <laughs> How is this possible? It was so ridiculous. I was like, when I saw him rolling, I was like, huh? Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, like, really? Like, I'll give you, okay, he survived the burning. I'll give that, but yeah. the box of dynamite explodes in your face. You're not surviving. You're not walking away from I that. I have a hard time believing she survived the explosion. I I'm just I, like, uh, maybe that's... maybe one stick. Maybe. Like, and that's, that's pushing. That's some, I'm like, that's some bullshit, old Bobby boy. They use TNT to blow holes in mountains. 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 And she she survived. They both survive a case of it going off, basically, for him, like a foot in front of his face, and for her, maybe I don't know, twenty, thirty feet away. They would both just be obliterated. Right. Anyway, roll credits. Now, dur- after the credits, there is a post credit outtake scene of the killer dancing in the uh, uh, outhouse. Uh, but that's not, re- not the Turkish bathhouse. Not Sorry. the Turkish bathhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not that funny. Yeah, but, it's not. Yeah. But it's there. Uh, so that that's that's that that's uh that is spirit camp. Uh, we're closing doors on that one. So let's move on to favorite kills. There can be only one. 
Favorite kill. All right, Aaron, what do you got this week for your favorite kill? Man, I got to tell you, the kills were weak. They were weak. I agree with you. Very weak. Real weak. Uh, weak sauce, man. Weak you know? sauce. Uh, a lot of sc- – they were, they were, you know, here's the knife. Here's the axe in the moonlight. Ah, scream and cutscene squish. Yep. It was like that a lot. It was? Uh, it's, it's tough to say then, you know? I mean, I, I guess it'd be the opening scene kill. Uh, with uh, the girl with the nice, the, the tits who tries Taste. to get laid and yeah. runs off and, you know, finds, you know, she gets, she gets the, you know, the slice across the collarbone. She runs, she finds the campers. Ah, you know, that was the best kill. Okay. In my opinion. That was my favorite kill. Um, and really quick before we move on, uh, <laughs> there was one point where I thought there might've been a kill. Do you remember the part where, uh, Brent is with, uh, the head cheerleader's name? What's her name? Lindsay? Yeah, and he, remember uh, Miss Hathaway tosses the gun to Hadfield. him. Hatfield, yeah. yeah, tosses the gun to him. He knocks it back to her, and she goes, "Don't worry, it's not loaded." Oh, and yeah. he has a cut screen. Then you hear <laughs> boom. Like, like you think you think like she just shot him just in the fucking face? Shot him because yeah, you're right. Because that scene, she's pointing shotgun directly at Brent and pulls the trigger. And you hear boom, boom. So you think Brent's head just like exploded Splat on the wall. wall? I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like I, I just like why, why was that even in there? Why was that sound effect there? And Brent's still alive. Was that a big like uh oh boo boo that the filmmakers made? Because I, I don't know what. So weird. So I, we forgot to mention that. I yeah. apologize going back to it, but I was just like, what the fuck did Brent just get blown away? Yeah, I thought the same thing, but then he's in the kid like, what? Yeah, I, it was so weird. It was so weird. It was fucked. Up. Yeah, I totally got the same thing. It was really confusing oh. as to why that was there. I, I feel so bad. I didn't bring it up at the time. I forgot about it until now. And no one ever makes a mention of hearing no. a shotgun blast, or they don't show like a shotgun hole in the wall next to Brent. They but don't. Brent's do like, anything. fuck you, bitch. I'm out of here. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> It's never. Then later she's happens. trying to bone him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. For me now, the one thing just this just dawned on me as I was listening to you talk about the kills. Now, since this is a 2009 movie, and a lot of things, a lot of times people will try to make modern movies in the style of like the eight, the classic 80s slasher, which this is trying to be. Well, it's uh, obvious. I'm not, like you know, right. wink wings to Halloween. I mean. But, but that made me think, like, okay, if you look at, like, a lot of movies we've done, like, Terror Train, uh, April Fool's, Bloody Birthday, or uh, Happy Birthday to Me, um, those time movies, like, a lot of times you that was what you saw, you saw, like, the knife raise or the axe grow up, you hear a scream, and you wouldn't actually see the kill. So maybe, just, maybe I'm giving the benefit of the doubt and said maybe that's what, that was intentional, like, because that was the thing that was done a lot in the 80s, early 80s movies, you never... Saw the actual sure. gore. You just saw like the late, knife goes the, up, the, and then you saw the after the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, so maybe that's intentional. It also could have just been a product of hey, we didn't have the fucking budget to do anything. Could have been one or both. But either way, this kills that still kind of suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I was originally thinking it was going to be big booby Amber because she's getting stabbed in the fucking head and just kind of looks silly with a knife sticking out of her head. But. Uh, even I'm gonna go with the uh, the effect. Of the first one, the collarbone was a great, the best effect. But I'm gonna go with my favorite kill: Lindsay getting killed mid orgasm with the during, oh, okay. while she's well, going that was down. a pretty aggressive masturbation scene. Yeah, and then she gets stabbed with a knee on the eye mid orgasm as, as she's <laughs> hitting that high note. <laughs> uh, it's not a bad way to go. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna get killed in a camp way, <laughs> you know. So um, yeah, not not exciting this week, but there it is. Uh, moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, 
our ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.8 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official thermometer score, but it has a 20% audience score. So pretty yeah. on the low end. And Amazon gives it a 3.3 out of 5. So, right. Standard. Standard. Um, you can never really go with Amazon. Yeah. Um, plot keywords. Panties? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed oh, <yep>. it. <laughs> cheerleader, cheerleader, camp cheerleader, uniform, panties, white panties, and panties pulled down. <laughs> Damn. Panty, panty lovers, man. Panty lovers unite. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they love panties. <laughs> Fuck. I had no idea. Like, like it's just everywhere. Panty boys are on the block here. Hey guys, there's panties in this movie. Oh, thanks, man. There's like a network, dude. You got there's panties where? Uh huh. Yeah, I got it, dude. You see what Panty Sniffer sixty nine posted? We need to check this one out. Ugh. All right. Um, unfortunately, uh, let's see trivia. Trivia. There's it's not really trivia here, but um, it's the one thing I just noticed during the credits that almost every single person in the movie uh especially people who had the smaller roles uh, were also uh had many other jobs like some like yeah. rigor mm-hmm. sound man there's like a lot of same sure. and, and like five different people played the killer at one point you'll uh, see that in a lot of independent small movies you know or low budget movies it's it's a it's, yeah it's, it's a, a pretty much labor of love it was yeah. except like the main girls i think everybody else is working something else behind the sure, camera as well sure and that's really all I, there's nothing else i could find mad, mad props to that though i yeah, like i like working when they, they you know you wear a lot of different hats i mean um budget couldn't find it i mean it's that's hard it's a little no movie sure. so there's no budget game this week couldn't find anything but i did get a few five-star reviews so without with that said let's move into five-star reviews these special movies have a place in these special people's hearts Five-star reviews. All right. First up, we have Jason, Simeon, exactly what you expect, and more boobies than IMDb suggests. Five stars. <laughs> it wasn't, like, gratuitous no, boobs. No, it really but... wasn't, but, like, I got to give him credit. Like, you're, say what you, you know, matter of fact, more boobs, five stars. Yeah, more boobs than expected. Five stars. <laughs> uh, from G. Still one of the most entertaining to watch a dozen times later. Fun, violent, gory, and the most beautiful Roxy Van Diver in the lead role. She definitely is someone to watch out for in the future. And I just came across her in the October issue of Maxim Magazine. So definitely, holy hell, five stars. Someone's a Roxy Van Diver yeah. fan. And I'll say, I didn't think she was that attractive in this movie. This is okay. I, I just didn't like her hair. I didn't like her hair. I, I actually looked her up because like, people were talking about she's the lead. So I looked her up. I saw some other picture where she's what, brunette with long hair. There she looks actually pretty darn good. With the hair in this movie, just did not. she did yeah, not look yeah, good yeah, to me. Just... All right, and the last one uh, from Colin. Uh, it's not often that a person will stumble on such a cinem- cinematic great such as this gem. My life was empty, and I felt very unfulfilled, but when I watched this movie, suddenly I realized the value of my life, and I have been made whole again. I can't decide if I should go into the ministry or some other avenue of public service, but what I do know is that if I had not watched this movie, my life would have forever been one of depression and possibly self-mutilation. So in closing, I promise you that if you take the two hours out of your life to watch this, you will never be the same. P.S. I saw boobies. Five stars. It's an hour and a half, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not two hours. <laughs> but I love that one. It's like a firm hour and a half. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's not two hours. Um, I just love the fact that he all oh, the emotional. 
P.S. Asabu. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty so, fun review. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. That pretty much that's really all there was. There wasn't a whole lot. All there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so really, that 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 wraps it up. We're gonna f- wrap, uh, final thoughts and close it out. Aaron, uh, so that's good. So bad, scary. What's yeah. your uh, thought on this you one? You know, I, I I don't think this movie exactly know what it wanted to be. You know, really, it's it's a. Uh, you're you're making a movie that is advertised. You're advertising as a combination of Friday Thirteenth and Bring It On. Yeah. So it you're is. pretty much right off the bat. You're like you're just gonna have fun and kind of campy, you know, horror movie. But it doesn't it has touches of that. It doesn't go all the way, you know. So okay, you're not gonna go all the way. You're gonna. You, it's not really Bring It On. It's not really Friday Thirteenth. So I don't know where I was going. And to be perfectly honest, I got really excited there for a minute. When they t- when they caught Bob, the guy who or the you know the, the murderer from yeah before. the red herring the guy the, the... yeah when they caught him they tied him up and then Rachel started getting weird and it seemed like um, they were going to reverse uh, the role like they were going to start torturing yes, him like, or, or something become... was going to happen like they were going to like he was the murderer he was the guy committing the murders and now they have him what are they going to do with him they can't contact anyone and it was going to maybe kind of turn out to be more like a fun psychological kind of thing going on. I was kind of excited. I thought the first half, that was like right at the half point, halfway that point of the movie. That kind of cool, yeah. That's what That'd I thought, too. I was like, ooh, what's happening here? Because like we mentioned before, that scene's pretty long. So I thought that's the direction they were going. I was like, this could be kind of interesting. What's going to happen? Because you never see the bitches who are getting hunted down by the killer yeah. actually catch the killer. That could have been something fun. Yeah. That could have been something interesting. Instead, he gets released, and we just go back to the same old formulaic, you know, movies right. that we've seen over and over and over and over and over again. So, with that said, and even I like a formulaic movie too, but it just didn't seem to hit home for me. I'm gonna say, just it's. I like independent films. I like small. I like the effort, but I'm just gonna say, so bad, scary. So bad, scary from Aaron. Um, I can I agree with you a lot on the, a lot of points you made. Um. There were things I was definitely disappointed in, but at the same time, I actually now I can't even think. All these things I was gonna say about now I can't even think. <laughs> um, but there were definitely things like looking back, if they're trying to make like an old '80s slasher movie, um, if I that get was that, their goal, they succeeded. Goal. Yeah, but they tossed in the fact that they're also, hey, we're also part, you know, bring it on, which was this comedy cheerleader thing too. Yeah. So when you advertise it as that. It's like I I I don't know what. Yeah, there wasn't were, enough. Yeah. I guess we're gonna say humor or campiness. Uh, they, I mean, they, they, they had touches. They had flavors. But yeah, because but I wouldn't say that was. I mean, like, it really there was nothing that ma- it makes it stand apart from any of the other like really uh, horror cheerleader camp horror movies we've seen before. Like, mm. It wasn't that much. You know, you could say that about any other one, like Friday Thirteenth, Meet Bring It On, with any other cheerleader camp movie, really, because this one wasn't. The humor wasn't kind of missed the mark, except for Brent. Brent was great, and I think Rachel did have some good stuff. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, than that, it was just, eh. But being that this is what they were trying to do, even though you kind of liked it, kind of hated it, you kind of on the fence about. It, they also, but they had all the classic cliche horror movie tropes. They had the creepy guy who warns them. They have yeah. the 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 killer that keeps coming back ridiculously too much. They had. You know the power going out, the stuck in the mud. No, I mean they had they pretty much inserted every stereotype you could into this movie, and I'm pretty sure you know obviously that to me was obviously intentional, and that was for the point. So I don't know, like I agree with you, like there's parts like it's not that great, 
but it's not that bad. I'm, I'm I don't think it's necessarily bad, but what I tell someone, hey man, you really got to go see this. Me, I, yeah, I can say it's, it's not. I'm not. I'm still gonna say so bad. It's good, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna say you have to go out and see this right now. Like, if you get around to it, it's not that bad. It's you know, there's some good stuff. I mean, Brent's funny. You get some tits. Rachel, I think, is funny. As it goes on, it gets much better. Yeah, she became a much more interesting character. Much more. I like to have seen more mm-hmm. Rachel at the end. I I hate the way she went. She was a lame-ass death. I thought she deserved a better death scene. But um, it definitely has a flaw, especially with like the killer. Getting blown by dynamite, and he's perfectly fine. That's uh. probably the biggest flaw of this whole movie. But I'm, I'm still going to say it's worth a watch, especially since it's free on Amazon right now. Sure, so you, yeah. Go if I say watch it, Aaron says skip it. Make up your own mind. We're split this week. Uh, so that's it. We're going to wrap up. Remember, check out our Facebook page. Uh, speaking of Facebook, wrap, before I wrap up, I totally forgot. We do have our uh, this year's March horror movie madness coming Ooh. up. Uh, so we will be once again. We're going to be kicking that it, off. We'll be talking it, about it. Bracket style, we'll be talking uh, about which it. Which movie was the worst of the worst since uh, our last year's champion, Alice in Murderland, was crowned. Now, for those who want to get involved in this, uh, you can. Uh, I will post up. Uh, we are starting at episode forty-two, which was Hala. Uh, from, so from episode forty-two all the way up to this episode eighty-four, all those movies are basically fair game right now as to be in our bracket thirty-two. And we have to, you know, obviously uh, clean out, clean that down a bit to, to make thirty-two. So if there's any movies you definitely want to make sure are in this bracket, let us know. Uh, you know, you send us that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. Uh, and we'll, you know, make sure those movies get in. There will be some that obviously won't make the cut. The ones that we were thought were way awesome. Way, way, were yeah. actually pretty good. Like All Through the House, uh, Death Spa. I think Chopping Mall will probably not be mm-hmm. on, included. But um, let us know. Uh, and keep an eye out for that. And you can help us vote on Nail It Down, which will be the worst movie of the last year for us. Um, so, yeah. You know it would be kind of interesting? And I just thought of this without my head. Okay. If we did also a bracket of the best. You know, what were some of the better ones? Or maybe something we can do amongst each other, like an awards. <laughs> well, I've thought about that too. Like, well, if we do two, everybody else does the best movies. Everybody does that. We we do the shit. We gotta stick to what we, we do. do. But we awards, do. I have thought about awards. Like, you know, like I said, I've thought about you know, we need like the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Shame. We got like Ron Jeremy's been in everything. We need the worst of the worst movies, worst kills, or you know, people who have like been so many of these things. Like David Sterling movies have been a fucking nightmare. You know, just. <laughs> We we I thought about doing yeah, some kind yeah. of awards like you know like uh what are they doing for the uh uh the really shitty movie the Razzies right? Razzies yeah mm-hmm. thank you yeah something like that um anyway back on target yeah check out our Facebook page for news and updates uh check out our Twitter page uh we're at so bad it's scary uh, we're on Instagram at horrible horror podcast and uh check out our website website mm-hmm. horrible horror podcast dot com we're also you can download and listen to the episodes there as well as Podbean and iTunes, iTunes and, and Google, Google Play. Play. So check all of it out. Let us know. Keep in touch with us. If you have any suggestions, send them our way. So that's it. We'll be back next week with uh, another movie. Not sure what it is yet, but keep. keep, uh, keep I, I need a cool sign we off. Need, we sign off. I was gonna say keep posting for it. We'll announce the movie when we find out. Oh, but you were gonna say keep it tight. I was gonna about to say keep it tight, but no. Last week you said something like you need something new, and I haven't found anything yet. So fuck it. So, you know what? Keep it tight, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.